Welcome to the Blonde Runner Podcast with Coach Laura Erickson, where she shares her healthy living tips as a running and triathlon coach and mother of four. Hi, Coach Laura here, and I was recently interviewed on a podcast about macronutrients, so I wanted to share the podcast information here. I hope you enjoy. Until next time, live well. Alrighty, James Kenton here with Better Me Nation and the Overcome and Become podcast. Today I've got Laura Erickson with me. She's also known as the Blonde Runner. I've known Laura for a long time now. If you paid attention to our protein bar tasting podcast, she was there with us tasting a lot of protein oh, bars. Yeah. So many. That was I I really felt it that yes, afternoon. I'm like, oh no, yeah. but I would I wouldn't live on those. But I learned a lot that day, so that was good. But we had so much fun that I, I asked Laura to come back and talk about macros. So we talked a lot about protein that day, but we didn't talk about fats or carbs, and those were all on the bars too. But as a general rule, the idea of macros has become very popular, and Laura is such a wealth of knowledge in this area, nutrition, especially for those training for an athletic event that I just had to have her back and talk about these in more depth, just a conversation. So here we are. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so let's talk about what are macros like define what a macro is okay so macro is what it implies it's a macronutrient so it create it gives you a lot of energy so those um things that give you energy you're going to be fat protein carbohydrates and then alcohol as well but alcohol is one i wouldn't suggest (laughs) it does give you calories but it doesn't give you a lot of nutrients so the um so macronutrients and it are takes the, away a lot there's a lot yeah yeah right? so can be it gives energy but it's not something we the uninhibited energy <laughs> yeah but i mean if that is something in your diet of course and um, reducing that might be good especially if you're you're really working into heavy athletics and things right. but yeah so anything that creates energy it gives you energy yeah would be fall into one of those categories yep yep and those are the macros yep so protein fat carbs and alcohol We'll just talk about the first three. Let's talk about the first <laughs> we'll three. We'll worry about those. All right, okay. Okay. So what is a protein? So um, proteins are made of amino acids, which are the building blocks um, of your muscles. I mean, you always think of amino acids and, you know, protein. But protein is really important. I think with the Atkins, we started looking more at protein, and, mm-hmm. and that's when the USDA actually increased the levels that we need of that macronutrient. And I, I did want to cover what the USDA did does suggest in terms of percentages because um, I think this is important to at least have a baseline start. I mean, it is a range, and I think the range has changed depending on what you're training for or what you're doing or what your purpose is. So, right. And what makes what you, your body feels good with and what diseases you're more, more prone to, which I'll talk about. So your fat, um, your percentage from your diet should be 20 to 35 for carbohydrates, it's 45 to 65, and then protein is 10 to 35. Now, that's that's a range. That's quite a range. And yeah. depending on which, you know, profession you're talking to, you'll or if you're talking to a registered dietitian or you're talking about to a coach, they'll all have a little bit different percentage, and they may use a different percentage for themselves. So let's re- say that range again. So on the fats, 20 to 35% of yep. our diet should be fats. Yes. Okay. And then carbs, it should be 45 to 65% of the diet. Which is quite a range, if you think about it. Especially considering carbs really has a bad rap. 
right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then protein, 10 to 35%. Yeah. Now, if you add up all the high ends of that, it's way more than 100%. Yeah. So there's obviously, when you manipulate one, it's going to change the other. Right, right. So that's what those percentages are. Okay. So I think what's important to understand is how should you change that for you? What does that mean to you? Because that's confusing. And, and another thing I'll say is what do those percentages even matter? If you're not tracking what you're doing, that mm -hmm. will mean nothing to you. It doesn't matter how many grams you're getting of this or that if you actually don't track it and don't understand. So usually with people, I'll have them actually track it to begin with. Let's see where we're at just naturally. What do we normally eat? Without changing anything. Without changing anything. Where, what are you doing? Um, I, there's a lot of apps you can track food on. I, I particularly like MyFitnessPal. I've been using That's that a, a while, one. and I have a lot of people use it, and I've heard of other ones. I try different ones. I still I usually go right back to that one. But, I'm the um, same way. And they have yeah. a free version, and they have a, you know, a more paid version. It depends. I don't, think, I don't think it's really good to get totally anal about any of it. I think it's good to map it, you know, do it for you know, a week, and then see what you do, eat normally, and then see where are your percentages, and then... If you want to make some changes to see if you feel better or right. if you're trying to get more lean and those kind of things, that's when you want to change those percentages. I mean, they're pretty, that's quite 10% to 35% of protein. That's a huge range. And that's it depends on your goals too. Absolutely. So most of the people I deal with are trying to do endurance activities. And so like you mentioned at the beginning, carbohydrate has a bad rep. Yes, in some ways, um, but it's absolutely necessary when you're training for long races you have to get carbohydrate in there it's the it gives you energy it's i think the thing that we miss a lot when we're recording what we're eating is the time when do we have it that matters a lot especially for me as a runner you know some of my runs are done in the early morning fasting and it depends on what i what that purpose of the workout is for when i get those nutrients in sometimes it's it's after that's really important for recovery getting a carb protein combination. I think I mentioned that when we were yeah. talking about the protein bars. So the quality is pretty important too, right? Oh, absolutely. Like a nice loaf of white bread has lots of carbs, but it doesn't have any other nutrients. It doesn't have anything that helps you. Yeah. But it, and so, you know, obviously a whole grain would would and not always are the whole grain really whole grain. You got to really right. read labels a little more. Some of them just add brown coloring and then you think it's whole grain. It's not. Right. You have to read the label. I found that trap a long time. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah. me. Like read the label. I think that's really important and understand the label. I think most people now understand labels fairly well. We know that they're based on a 2000 calorie diet and your calorie needs are going to vary based on your size. Yeah. And then you're, you're also body composition. Uh, a lot of people, this is the time of year people start doing weight loss and Everyone's all that. Thinking about it. I, I think more importantly than weight loss goals, one, they need to be completely controllable. And that's not always completely controllable by you or uh, you can do all you can and still not lose weight per se. I think a body percent change goal is better. <laughs> Looking at body fat and yeah. changing the composition of your body is, and the weight matters some, but I think if you look the way you want to look, who cares what you weigh? I don't think people would care about their weight at all if they look the way they want to look. So. Right, yeah. I think that's huge. I saw someone say once, like, yeah, this BMI chart was not built for the Polynesians. No. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> it's not always. And it, it is a guide. I think people need to understand. Even those USDA recommendations for percentages on macros is a guide. It's a guide. Right. It's not... You know. They have to put these things at a very global level, yeah. Because it's 
like it, it's not just a guide for individuals, but it's more of a guide for the community at large. Yeah, I think they have to have something. I mean, and and you're gonna find a lot of conflicting information in the health arena. I mean, because because what's good for one might not be good for another. Like for me, for instance, with my macros, since I am. I am. I had gestational diabetes. I, even though I'm not overweight or anything, I have a predisposition to getting diabetes. So for me, I really watch my carbohydrates. I'm very yeah. careful about, about getting a lot of simple carbs at once, and so I time my carbohydrates a little differently than maybe somebody else would. Yeah. I want to keep those those blood sugar levels pretty steady, and actually that works really well for a lot of people. The way I do it might be a little different. And so I go a little heavier on the fat in my diet, a little bit heavier on the protein and lower on the carbohydrate, even for being a runner, just because I'm I'm predisposed to that. I'm more right. at risk. I'm borderline anyway. I have my um, A1C checked every year. And everybody is going to have things that are, you know, their health history that you need to pay attention because you might have something you're more prone to. You know, if you have cholesterol issues, you're going to have to watch the fat a little more and be concerned about... Um, trans fats and and saturated fats and be careful with that you know so, so let's kind of go back to protein so yeah protein obviously building blocks for muscle yeah but what else does it do proteins do a lot in our bodies oh yeah absolutely and i i think that you know we've started looking more at protein and honestly a lot of people have really upped their protein in their diet it's one of the things i don't see people get enough of but again, it's back to the quality. And as we were talking about the protein bars, a lot of that is maybe, maybe it isn't as absorbable or it's just not as high quality. I, I always go back to having as much real food as you yeah. can. That really helps. So you get 10, like 15 grams of protein in a bar or 15 grams of protein from some turkey, you're going to absorb most of that protein from the turkey. More than the other, yeah. A lot more than they, depending on the quality of what they're putting into that bar, you may only really get five grams. Yeah. So right? bioavailability matters a lot. And, you know, when we're talking about macros, I mean, we could go down any rabbit hole in this. <laughs> this there's so many I rabbit know. holes. But um, we need to understand that there's four kilocalories of energy per gram of protein. Same with carbohydrates, so four kilocalories of energy. With, per, with fat, it's nine. Alcohol is seven, but we're not talking about that right Nine, <laughs> nine kilocalories of energy. So when you're getting one gram of fat, you're getting a lot more energy, per se, from that. And maybe it's not as available as it is in a small chain of, um, you know, a disaccharide or, you know, glucose, sucrose, all those right. things. And we're not going to go into all that. But, you know, how available is it to you? And then more importantly, like, how do you feel? You know, I think we're eating, you know, a lot of times satisfaction. It tastes good and that kind of thing. But in the long run, when you're eating healthier, you feel better as a whole. Like you're performing better, and those kind of things are important too. Yeah. Protein also has a high satiation index too. Right? It makes you feel fuller faster. Yeah. I mean, in a way, like if you think about it, fat Maybe not faster, provides but more. Longer. But, but I think a lot of that comes from most of the time you're getting protein and fat together. And that's where the satiation comes from. Okay. Because okay. you're getting more calories at that time. But... I think a lot of times, you know, is something faster absorbed? Yes. Like protein is slower absorbed than a carbohydrate would be. And that's why, like I said, the timing matters. If you're in a race, like I'm, let's say I'm doing an Ironman or even a shorter race, 
uh, let's say even a sprint distance triathlon. I am not going to like have a bunch of turkey on the bike and it's going to make me feel great. <laughs> it's right. not. No. It's not at all. It's actually the carbohydrate. Yeah. How, how you're I might yourself. get sick, right? Because like the carbohydrate is going to be something that is going to go right into my bloodstream being used right away. And so that's that's the difference there is like utilization of what you're having matters and how, how well and how quickly it is absorbed is, is going to matter. So. so for those wondering, sugars are carbohydrates, yeah. correct? So is fiber, it's just so not digestible, <laughs> right? right? right. Or, um, so but usually when you say that immediate energy, a lot of times that's coming in the form of some type of sugar. Simple, Whether yeah, it simple. be like a manufactured or a natural sugar. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. And that, so that does matter a lot. And I think it's important also what you pair food with, like I was saying with the protein carb, you know, in some foods, though that will slow the absorption of one thing or another and fiber does that too and so you know i'm not going to have a big old salad to fuel me for a race the next day i mean that's normally something i would have on a regular basis but i'm going to change what i'm eating based on racing you know and timing that's why i say timing matters so much so if you are recording your diet and a lot of times like on my fitness pal you can say breakfast lunch dinner and then snacks but it really does matter like even more specific timing like, am I having breakfast before I eat? Do I do a fasting run? I get a lot of questions on this. And, and the answer varies depending on the person. Like, what should you do? You know, uh, I think some people can run right after they eat something and they're fine. Others, you know, there's, there are different foods you want to have before you run, after you run and things. So macros become important when it comes to, like, how you're feeling during performance. Right. Like and I think, I think your diet also impacts... If you've conditioned your body to be responsive to immediate energy, mm-hmm. when you go out and put yourself out there in an intense way, you're gonna want some. Your body's gonna crave some immediate energy. I think that's why, as adults, and correct me if I'm wrong, I could be totally wrong, but we haven't worked out in a while. I've done exercise, and then we go play in the turkey bowl game. And last time we exercised was a year ago, <laughs> at the same turkey bowl game. Out. And they're like, "Oh, I gotta go eat. I'm so hungry now." And the reality is, no. Like if you haven't worked out that long, you have lots of stored energy. You really, oh, fat. You, like you, you don't need the calorie. You really don't need no. to eat. Your body just feels like you do. Or yeah. even I, I see a lot of people at the gym. Like I'll go to the grocery store. And I'll be doing some shopping for the next day. But I'll see other guys grabbing, like, I literally see a guy grab a loaf of white bread after the workout. Yeah. I'm like, you, you know, you, that's not, like, I mean, you need to replace, you, like, right? your, your sugar levels. I mean, your broad blood, your brain only works on glucose. So it's important to get that and maintain it. But I think you're right in the sense that, like, if you haven't worked out in a long time, your body isn't going to be as good at utilizing what you do have. Right. You, so conditioning matters a lot. And then understanding like the timing of everything if you you know one of the things you know a lot of people that I work with maybe they come from a running background but they've never really done the long races or maybe they're doing Ironman and they've never utilized that the calories on the bike before they haven't needed to do right. that when they start doing that they feel very nauseated because yeah. their body is doesn't have enough blood volume to digest at the same time as you using it's trying to be using using it in the working muscles so your body as you train will adapt to having more blood volume available for digestion and working out and right. so that's something that you you know when you utilize different products you might get nauseated at first but that's not because of the product yeah. so i think it's important to remember like all that put all that together but 
You yeah. do learn how to utilize it more. Right. You. And I brought that up because I learned that in my weight loss journey, I noticed that the way my body craved food changed dramatically from like when I was first starting to lose weight till now. Like I do not like to eat before I work out. Mm. And sometimes I'll go and I like an hour after a workout I won't eat. But now I I will try to get something in my body like a protein for the absorption and the muscle yeah. recovery. But like last week I was in a water polo tournament and we played over the span of four hours, like a few games. I maybe ate three hours before that and didn't eat the entire time during that four hours. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's because my body know is learning how to use the energy available. It already has. Me. Yeah. And then I mean now, afterwards yeah. yeah, you're hungry. I was well, hungry, right? You know, after an Ironman, it's not you. Even if you calculate how many calories you burn, you don't necessarily consume that many calories afterwards. afterwards per right. se, I we're, do. We're not all Michael Phelps. Say. Exactly, There's ten thousand a day. I think that there is some value to fasting. We're starting to see more fasting in diets. Uh, we just overconsume here in right. in America. So I think that's something to think about, and and teaching your body how to u utilize things aerobically and anaerobically. That's something you can't learn. The most fasting, like I heard, I heard this on the Huberman podcast that like twelve to fourteen hour fast. There's no unless you're training for a very specific event, maybe like. Uh, like an Ironman type thing, and you're really trying to get your weight down to whatever, for whatever reason, the fasting doesn't really have a, a significant benefit beyond 12 to 14 hours. Mm -hmm. And if you look at when you should stop eating at night to when you wake up, it's 12 to 14 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have that already, already built, built in. If you're following yeah. some good habits. Yeah. And I think that, you know, some of those different diets that restrict some things usually work really well on people that are overeating. <laughs> so it well, makes yeah. them be more conscious. And of, sometimes you yeah. have to swing the pendulum to the other side for a, a mm -hmm. small period of time to help your body reset too. Because you've been on one side for so long that you have to kind of like... It's kind of like that whole concept of muscle confusion. This is why we... This is why I'm a huge advocate for cross-training. Um, all the athletes that I work with, I do have them do different things, not just running every single day. Or you know, I want them to work the body out in different ways. It makes your muscle, it, it challenges your muscles. And you don't want to do everything in the same satchel plane of motion. But back with the macros, I think another thing that I've learned is that it, 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 I think it is very valuable to have a protein-carb combination immediately after workout if you can. Because a lot of people think, oh, I'm losing weight, I'm doing so good. And then they work out really hard, and then they're like, I don't want to eat, I just burned all those calories. But then in about an hour or an hour and a half, they're so hungry they're eating everything right. and it's yeah. it's kind of better to curb that it's like the that food that you have immediately after a workout is going to go right to where it needs to go not necessarily you know it's not going to fat stores and things it's going to replenish glycogen in the muscle it's going to make your glucose levels more level in your blood which makes right. you feel better so you don't have that all of a sudden like i'm going to eat everything and and i see a lot of that happening with people that are training for marathons they're gaining weight and it's because they're overeating because uh, they're like, they get that that ravishing feeling after yeah. working out. And that's why sometimes it's important to have a little bit of carbohydrate and food during because you'll you'll kind of keep those levels better. And then, you know, there's fluctuations in hormones that are all related to insulin, which, you know, if you're having a lot of carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates, that makes the insulin spike. And then right. all those things, it, you know, it relates to hormones as well. But... Um, Again, it's like 
figuring out what you're doing to begin with, then seeing if you can manipulate those percentages and then seeing if it makes you feel better. And then again, accounting for what kind of problems you have in your own, you know, heritage, I guess, yeah. or your health, family history. And I know that you're really focused on a lot of athletes, but the protein intake is really important for aging as well. Yes, yeah, because, for sure. And it goes back to that muscle, right? Like, mm -hmm. if you're not feeding your muscle development, your muscle growth, rejuvenation, as you age, you're going to have less stability when you're walking, less balance, because all those muscles are really supporting your functions of walking and standing up and yeah. sitting down. Yeah, if you literally... And that's where people get, when people get hurt, that's why they call like a hip injury, like a death wish to elderly people, people. Yeah. because they don't have that muscle to support that regrowth. Yeah. And, and so... Your, your body's ability to maintain muscle changes, and that is because there's hormonal changes. And so, right. and I think a part of that also is balance is a concern as you get older too. I think the concern there is you also have to utilize it. If you... You know, if you're expecting to run or race and do well and you don't run, that's not going to help you. If you want to maintain balance, you need to do things that challenge your balance. If you want to maintain lean muscle, which as you get older is important, and if you literally don't eat amino acids that are a portion of that, you know, molecule, then you need to do that. You need to make sure you're getting that in your diet, but you also need to be challenging your muscles. You need to be doing the weight training that allows your body to build the muscle so yeah i think all that's important. there's a lady in our neighborhood um she's at least my mom's age my mom i think is 73 74. Mm -hmm. she injured her knee really bad a year ago mm. but she's been running her whole life that's probably hard and, and it was really hard <laughs> on her I was, I was talking to her the other day she said it was devastating but like this last couple of weeks i see her running up like, so the, where we live in Bountiful, like, the hills are pretty steep. Mm -hmm. She's running up hills. I see her running down on Highway 89. I, I see her running everywhere. <laughs> and, like, her ability to rebound from that is just amazing. Like, my mom had a knee injury, like, a knee surgery a few years ago. Not even close to where this lady, and my mom has never been active, yeah. right? Even though she'll tell you she has been her whole <laughs> life. She hasn't been. <laughs> And, um, but it's, it's incredible, like this lady, they say it takes, people on average die, it takes seven years to die, but this lady, she's gonna not wake up one day. She's never gonna, she's gonna <laughs> live her whole life. She's not gonna have a seven year process. Yeah. She's gonna be like, oh, I'm gone. Yeah. And I think that's how we all wanna be, right? We just wanna live until we're done yeah. and not have a seven year like transition. Well, I think it's about quality. So for me, like even over COVID, COVID I, there's a lot of people that just kind of fell off the wagon because there's no yeah. races. But for me, I maintain my active lifestyle because I don't do it for just racing. It's like feeling good. And I think yeah. if you continue to be active, you're going to be, you know, use it or lose it. You, if you don't stay active, you know, but yeah. again, it's eating those macros, eating that protein to help. Um, and I do think 10% is on the very low end. Um, I do think that we're finding that more, you know, I would say 20, 25% probably protein or more, you know, but you don't want to overdo protein. I have a lot of, um, a lot of high school kids who are doing a lot of weight training and they're, they're taking all these supplements and mm -hmm. you can kind of overdo your kidneys, um. That's not so good too. This is something that I've not heard before. Tell, tell me more. Like, so too much protein is bad. Yeah. Well, because you know, if you look at the molecule, 
you you've got a lot of nitrogen there and so you're that's really the difference between a carbohydrate molecule and your protein is you've got nitrogen on there and so as it breaks down and is being used and one thing you should know too is that once you if you eat protein it doesn't automatically convert to to actual muscle it gives you those building blocks to create that more importantly it gives you amino acids there's 22 so what you're saying is that protein that i had this morning isn't all of a sudden it's not right here no so those that answers so many questions. <laughs> those twenty-two amino acids that are things that we need to be getting, obviously, in our diet. Nine of them are essential, <clears throat> so they that those are really important to have, and they're not as available. And so, making sure that we're getting the protein combinations that help with getting our complete protein, which has all those twenty-two amino acids. But so, like um, for instance, you can have um, seeds and nuts are a complete protein. Cereal with milk is a complete protein. Um, there's eggs are probably the only, well, one of the only complete proteins that you can get that are just complete protein. It gives you all the amino acids on there. So, you know, having you know, that something funny, in your diet. Like, you bring up the eggs again. You brought this up. I did. I'm like, eggs and, are like It's so funny expensive. because, so for those who didn't watch it or listen, Laura educated us all that <laughs> eggs have the complete, all the amino acids yes. that we all need. The only other option yeah. is breast milk. It's, yeah, and I don't think and you're getting that. And now I tell my kids that. It's this or breast milk. Which one do we'll you want? <laughs> so. Yeah, so that's not going to be, a, you know, obviously. But, no, it's, it is memorable, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, so there's that's an inexpensive way to get it. But I think it's really important to get that amino acids in earlier in the day. Um, those branch why, chain why is Why is cereal? Because I think most cereals are just crap. Well, a lot of times they can be too, but most of them are, you can either get something that's enriched or fortified. And that's the benefit. If you look on most cereals, even if it's a sugar cereal, they have been, they, they have been packed with all the other well, vitamins and things. And so it's like taking a multivitamin in some ways. Um, but if you go with the better, you know, like Cheerios or things that are lower in sugar with the milk, then it does, you know, it does help with that. Like um, getting your your amino acid you'd be surprised but and it also is fortified like i said or enriched where they put in vitamins and minerals which are your micronutrients which we you know obviously not macronutrient but they're they're important too to make sure right, you have right. that i think there's better ways but yeah, yeah and there but, probably but, but are it's also, but, but it's also important to know your body too right like i know some people can have milk no problem i know that as i get older milk just doesn't yeah. work for me and that's for and that's for you know and there you know people may be listening in that are vegan or have other diet issues and that's mm-hmm. but but everybody is a little different and there's also people that can't go there necessarily take a leap from mcdonald's to eating really healthy eaters no there's kind no. of the middle ground right um, yeah no and it's it's like you said you have to pay attention right just Start logging what you're doing. Logging what you're doing. how makes you feel and what, how you're hitting your numbers with yeah. that. And then just aim for making some improvement. I mean, a lot of people, it's very overwhelming. Well, it's good they even log at all. Um, but when you log, what's really nice about it, and even if you pre-log, this is even better. If you pre-log what you're going to eat that day, then it's not on your list. You don't eat it. And some people are really good and, and some people aren't as good. But if you do that, then you can figure out, hey, what, what I should be eating i did that like after i had gestational diabetes i got pregnant i was gonna um, have one my last one and 
uh, between those times, I was like, I'm going to get really healthy, so I don't want to have diabetes again. I was on insulin. It was not fun. I'm already high risk. And so what I did is I put my fruits and vegetables by the sink every morning, what I was going to have and some of the other things I was going to have. And so that's the pile I chose from first. So at the end of the day, if I didn't choose from that pile, guess what I was having for dinner? Fruits and vegetables. And so, but it was really good because it was already, a lot of times we don't make good decisions when it's based on, ooh, that smells good. Or we're at the restaurant. We make better decisions when we're looking. Exactly. After a workout and everything looks amazing. Everything. We make a better decision when we're looking at the nutrients before we even go. And what's nice about now, we can look at it all. We can go anywhere we're going out to eat. We can look it up beforehand and make the decision before you even get there. And it's based on health, not smell or look. I will say that's the one good thing that's (laughs) come out of California is the requirement for restaurants to put like calories yeah and you'd be shocked at like how many calories are in things because they're most of those places are in other states now they it's just easier to put it for everybody which i like i I love it it. oh wow three thousand calories hmm i'll choose something different i don't need well it does i hope you're looking at that a lot of people actually put it up on their you know the when you're at the restaurant you can see it and you can go oh i can make a healthier choice and even if you don't you, you know, regardless or not, we have to learn something about nutrition. Whether we like it or not, we all have to eat. Yeah. Not that calories is the ultimate indicator, because I don't really look at calories a lot, but if one dish is 3,000 calories, there's some... That's, that, that, that's a sign that says... That's a lot. <laughs> maybe you should consider something different. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, a lot of times when I'm at a restaurant and I see two different things, and one of them I'm like, oh, that sounds just as good as the other thing, but there's like half the calories. So some of it's how they prepare it. If they prepare it with a lot of fat and oil, which is is still important in your diet, but most of the time when you're going out to eat, it's a trans fat they're using. It's a less expensive version. They're, they're you're not, not saying, getting olive oil. You're not getting the good stuff. They're asking how do we cut costs so we can make more money. So they're yeah. not going with olive oil. No, and anything obviously fried, I mean, that's really high in trans fat. Anything that, you know, the best you can do for yourself is to have it as closest to nature you can. The more processed it is, the worse it is for you. And so, obviously, and and I think another way, too, like when I'm having eggs, I'll I'll try to have, like, fresh tomatoes, especially I have a garden, so, like, that's awesome, especially in the fall and the summer. Um, But if you can add as much fresh into your diet, and that's just, you know, a lot of it's just making little improvements. It's not, um, you don't have to overhaul Mm -hmm. everything because that just isn't manageable, and I think this time of year people make goals and they're not very manageable because they're just too much of a change from who you are now today the idea is to be yesterday to be a little bit better than yesterday if you do that every day then it's gonna so it's it's realistic and it's something your body also has time to adapt i've had people contact me and they're like i have a marathon in like two weeks how should i be eating and i'm like well you could eat this way but your body's probably you yeah. How should you have been eating? Yes, <laughs> and then it's like you can't just eat really good for a couple weeks before a race, and all of a sudden, a matter of fact, your body—if you're not used to all that fiber—your body's going to be like, stick whoa, to, stick to what you and you're going to get sick. So it's better that you adapt slowly. So, and that's very manageable. So the people that I work with, I like to have them and help them learn lifestyle change techniques, right? And mindset techniques. So a lot of people, our goals are based on. Um, you know, hey, we want to accomplish this, but what do we, what are our, our goals should be, what do we, what do we want to feel? What do we want to become? Exactly. What do we yeah. want to become? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the overcome and become podcast. Yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> exactly. All right. We've talked a lot about protein, a little bit about carbs. So what are the different types of carbs? Because there's, 
high quality, there's carbs we can get almost from anything, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, like we talk, some carbs kind of have like this negative connotation, but uh, a handful of strawberries isn't bad for you. No, not at all. But that's, got I mean, obviously, of, that's got some carbs in it, though. So, like, we shouldn't avoid... And berries are, you know, if you're really going for a lower-carb diet. For me, when I was a gestational diabetic and I had to write everything down and do, you know, give myself insulin shots, it's much better to give yourself a shot than get a shot, I will say. But I avoid it, if you can at all, any kind of diabetes. Um, luckily, it didn't stick. I mean, it went yeah. away. I was great. And diet your way out of it, if you can. But berries are one of the lower-sugar fruits. But what's great about that carbohydrate source is you're getting the vitamins with it. Whereas and, fiber and fiber, yeah. whereas you're not getting that with a processed type product. So again, the closer to the nature, the better. Obviously, a processed bread that's just sugar, white bread, is going to be different than if you get, you know, a whole grain of something. And sprout. you know, people well, don't well, use barley and quinoa. And I do have some recipes on my website with those use of those. What's your website? It's blondrunner.com. Okay. So blonde with an e, the hair color, you know. Um, but. If you sometimes if you just don't if you have a recipe then you'll use it but quinoa is one of those you've got a lot of carbohydrate but you're also getting a lot of other good stuff with it what's it in, in grains and stuff what i often get confused and say this is sprouted or unsprouted what, what's sprouted unsprouted so it's just a way of processing obviously if it's been sprouted then it's been soaked a lot of times or something it makes it more easily digestible okay so especially with like seeds and things a lot of yeah. times they'll just go right through you because they're not broke open and that's okay. the whole process of nature so, so we want yeah. spr we want sprouted you can yeah i mean I, or I the way i look at it is when i'm working with people i like them to you know because there's the argument of organic and of course organic is better generally depending on if it's labeled properly and that could be a whole argument organic it's more expensive but i i'm all after i don't care if it's organic or not i just want you having more fruits and vegetables to yeah. begin with because that's hard enough and then if you add the cost in there, I just say, try to do better than yesterday. And um, then, yes, is, you know, there's a good, best, and better. You know, like, is it better to have an apple? Yes. Is it, you know, then you've got the applesauce. And then you've got the apple pie. See, there is a better, <laughs> best choice, right? Like, obviously, the uh, apple is a better choice. But, and the apple pie. And the apple pie doesn't count, people. It does have apple, but applesauce is a better option. Uh, then, That's like you know, the that, Bill but... Cosby chocolate cake. Yeah. Like this thing. <laughs> exactly. like it's got eggs and it's got milk, milk and, and flour. And, yeah. Know, yeah. So obviously the less processed of any product, the better you're going to be. So even if you can just make a jump to a little bit better, you know, a little less, maybe you're putting ketchup on something, but use a little less ketchup and some more fresh, fresh, you know, tomatoes cut up yeah. and just making a little bit better matters. But, and so we've talked about carbohydrate, obviously the whole grains, um, the thing that we, we've talked about protein a little bit, we haven't talked about fat. And I, I like yeah. to talk about fat. It's fats been is, like the evil, you right. know. We, I love fats. Yeah. Fats, fats, are, fats are my friend. Fats are, they give you that good mouthfeel. They're actually really important to have in a diet. And again, it's that, that where are you getting the fats? Trans fats aren't very good for your body. Those are your, you know, your saturated oils and things like that. Generally, you can tell if it's saturated if it's, if it's solid at room temperature. Usually, with the exception of coconut oil, but most of them, if it's if it's liquid at room temperature, it's probably more healthy for you. So that's something to be thinking about if you're okay. Yeah. So, um, but the fats help you absorb 
your fat-soluble vitamins, which were R, A, D, E, and K. And so to get those vitamins, you need the fat. Plus, they make us waterproof, right? That's how I like it. They help yeah. with the cell membrane. I like they, that. Yeah. They, I like that a lot. But then again, they do provide 9 kilocalories of energy per kilogram. So, like, that's a lot more. So you you don't need as much of it. And it's interesting as I when I was growing up, my dad used to, he was watching his weight, you know, but he would put butter on his peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And I said, Dad, do you even taste that? And he goes, no, not really. And I go, well, that's like 100 calories in a tablespoon, I believe, or close to that, on each side. So that's like 200 more calories. And he's then he stopped doing it because it's like, you know, sometimes we have, we add a lot of calories from something we don't Just eat. Just out of habit, too. Yeah, out of habit or whatever. And so maybe dissect what you're eating once you've written it down. And where can you make some cuts? that it won't matter. And fat is a thing that if you are getting too much of, that's something that if you cut it out, you'll see that you're, you can drastically reduce your calories in a day yeah. um, quickly on that. Or replace them. If you like, you know, Miracle Whip, why don't you try avocado or, or even better hummus and yeah. a spread instead of a mayo or something like that. So make a little bit better of a choice. Actually, it gives a lot of flavor too. Yeah, I noticed, uh, so when I made guacamole, Part of the recipe, it calls for some mayo. And then sometimes I'll add in, we'll just do like a Greek yogurt, like an unflavored Greek yogurt. Yeah, which adds protein. It, it, it yeah. adds protein, but also, the only reason we add the mayo is because it smooths it out. Yeah. It's not for like really flavor or, mm. it's just more for texture. Yeah. And there's other options out there too. Yeah. So, you know, one of the... And there's some mayo that's made with olive oil too. It's not bad. Yeah. As bad. Yeah, it's a little bit better for yeah. you. And so, but it's still one of those things. I remember teaching my mom, hey, you know, nuts are really good for you. And she's like, nuts are good. And then she just had too many nuts and that's not good. So there's a right, balance. Yeah. You're not getting the fiber with it and that can be a bad thing. And so, you know, we learn, oh, it's good to drink water. Well, you can't overdo water too. So I think that there, you've just got to More remember a there's gallon. a balance. More than a gallon. There's a balance. To, to yeah. yeah, if you're natremic and you're diluting all your, your you know, minerals that's not a good thing so your electrolytes anyway um again it's balance it's you know seeing where you're at trying to make those small improvements that will ultimately make you feel better and i think that's the key is is your goal is to feel better to be you know be more active be you know more fit be healthier that's that's what you're aiming for so i really like how you talked about the good better best on food yeah let's talk let's kind of close this out like that has applications other places too, right? We Very visual. Of, um, so what's good protein, better protein, best protein? And let's do that for all three of the macros. Okay, so... Or all three of the macros yeah. we're talking about. A piece of, like, chicken, you know, like, um, baked, not breaded or anything, That that's a really good protein source. We're not adding a lot of fat to it, right? We'll plug for the rotisserie. Yeah, they're, they, yeah. Costco. So a lot of times, it, unfortunately, with Costco and things, they actually inject it with fat a lot of times to give it the moisture. So uh, just getting like a breast and cooking it yourself. Honestly, if you can prepare, prepare food at home, you're right. probably better off. Right. You know exactly, you know, a lot of restaurants do that too. They want it to taste good. So they'll put yeah. extra stuff in it. And so... Um, but that is a best. That's a good choice. Um, yeah. uh, you know, a, a maybe a good another good choice is if you you know grill it or but you add a little bit of fat into it or um, maybe you um, soak it overnight. You know, you put it in something that that give you some more juiciness to it. That's not as good in terms of depends yeah. on what you use uh, for that. 
but you know your chicken nuggets are something you're going to want to avoid because half the time they're not even nuggets there's they're not much meat in there right we're getting breading we're getting trans fats with the frying again it's the more processed that's what we're worrying about and another thing i want to touch on with meat a lot of women particularly have problems with their iron. Maybe they're anemic, especially runners. A lot, yes. Um, so if you haven't had your, you know, hematocrit checked, check it and see if you're not feeling good, you're tired every day. That's an indication your body's telling you something. So maybe you need to consider having some red meat because you've got the iron in there. Yeah. It is higher in fats and things <clears> like that, but you can get lean, leaner sources and um, or you know supplement with iron uh, and iron can be found in a lot of fruits and vegetables your leafy greens or your darker uh, a lot of colors give you certain nutrients you know you've got your right. orange beta different colors for a reason yeah yeah exactly so um, a lot of times you make the iron more available with what you're having with it like orange juice will make that um, iron more bioavailable to you yeah. so combinations of good foods that's why I think it's important not to just get into this rhythm of having exactly the same thing. Just why you don't get in the exact same routine routine of Which exercise. I, I fall into it's, that because yeah. I don't like to think about what yeah. I eat. And I, some of that's okay as long yeah. as you have some days you vary it. I do, yeah. yeah. I do. But I'll swing, like, I'll have, like, one week where I'm like, okay, it's just eggs all week, and then I'm like, okay, let me place. My breakfast is now yeah. the G2G bar. Yeah. Right? And I do or some, whatever it is, and then and it's you know, the orange bar. When you kind of find out what works, you don't want to change it, right? Because you're like, this works, this is what <clears> works for me. But I usually alternate. I do, you know, eggs one morning, and then I'll do oatmeal the other day. That has that. Yeah. That's your, you know, another thing you want to consider is that it's got the carbohydrate, but it's also got you know, the fiber, the right. soluble fiber versus just fiber. And I think that does, that is something people don't get enough. And if you live in an area where, like us, where the seasons are very distinct between winter and summer. Usually. This, <laughs> Getting like, very much snow. It's, right. it's nice to have like a hot breakfast in the winter yeah. versus sometimes. And quinoa works really well for a hot breakfast too. That's a very versatile grain, a whole grain. Um, but again, it's timing and it's, and it's as much, you know, when I was diabetic, I would have spaghetti too, but I just wouldn't have. My plate was mostly vegetables and a little bit of spaghetti, and some meats, a meat or protein source. Whereas my family might have a lot more. The proportions change for them. The percentages of macros change depending on the needs there. Yeah. So you don't have to necessarily eat completely different than everyone in your family. I think that's hard as a mom preparing foods. You just might change the percentage of what you're having. Yeah. All right. So what's the good, better, best on the carbohydrates? What's good? So you're going to go with like more of a whole grain or natural foods, like the fruit, things like that. It's going to be a lot better. So berries are even better. But, you know, an apple, you've got, you know, 60 calories. You've got and an orange, you've got 80. So it changes a little bit. You have a mango, and that's very sugary. Watermelon is super sugary. So it does change uh, based on that. So look at, you know, unfortunately they don't come with labels but look it up online like yeah. how much you should have that all the fruits aren't equal berries are lower uh they're better in that regard but they don't have some of the nutrients a mango would have right carrot carrots same thing carrots provide a lot of carbohydrate even though it's a vegetable so you know tomatoes potassium and lycopene and there's that's why it's so important to have the variety in your diet uh, but there are better choices like i said less processed obviously um but some people only like you know they like broccoli but they don't want it raw they want it to be steamed and that's pretty useful too um steaming is a really good way to have a lot of vegetables i think people will 
and it's just don't slather them with, you know, you have a salad. Honestly, when I go out to eat, sometimes the salad is worse for you because it's just iceberg and they don't have any, you know, no arugula or anything yummy in there. And then, then they have, you know, they slather it with the, the salad dressing and you, and you don't have a shave, a yeah, yeah. Baby tomato and that yeah. dressing. Get yeah. some, you know, when I make a salad, I put cottage cheese on it. I'll put, I love the pickled beets. I'll put the, that on it. It's so good. I'm and then, get beets and artichoke hearts and chicken later. Yes. And I, put, like my and I put, and I put, throw some sunflower seeds on there yeah. too. And I, instead of your croutons, you know, put some of that kind of stuff. Those salad bars, it, it, Smith's got rid of it. So we have Smith's here. It's a Kroger place. Mm-hmm. But like, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Harmon still has the salad bars. Yeah. And they've got like, good stuff. I feel like yeah. lots of veggies, lots of, you can make your own. Yeah. And you know, the spinach, all the <laughs> things, honestly, anybody listening in is probably like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've heard this before, right? But what are you doing it? I think that's the difference. You know, finding somebody that will give you accountability or creating an accountability partner. That's the huge difference, especially when it comes to actually setting goals for yourself. And I, another note just with setting goals is actually set a time in a day that you're doing whatever you're doing for your goal. I, you know, if you're thinking, yeah, maybe I will start logging. Okay, set a time in a day when you're going to start logging. Is it going to be, you're going to wait for tomorrow? You're going to start very, right when you get done with this podcast, you're listening and you're going to go look up the MyFitnessPal and you're going to set up an account for free and then you're going to start logging right away. Like, set a day and a time. It, it happens a lot more when you actually have make a day of time. Make it part of your routine. Yeah. And just start right away. Don't, like, what are you waiting for? What, you're not getting any younger. You're as young yeah. and as smart as you're going to be right now, right now. So you might as well just make the make that change. And it, it's, you know, you, if you're waiting for a perfect moment to have a better macro profile, I mean, figure out what you're doing now. Why wait? Like, why wait? Yeah. Well, that's great advice. I really like this because a lot of times when we talk about nutrition, we talk about the ideal situation. But I really like this conversation because it's talked about more realistic situations. Yeah. Which I think, you know, we talk about ideals because it's important to understand what the ideal is. But I, I hope that a lot of listeners are, I feel appreciate that you've talked about, I have spaghetti, but not as much as I used to. Yeah. The cereal, but make sure it's the right cereals. Because on the ideals... You're not most pasta you're getting is not great pasta for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Even if it's whole grain, you're still getting a lot of carbohydrate. But you're also getting all that. You know, the sauce maybe isn't as good as just tomatoes. My son actually makes it from scratch, so it's really a lot healthier. Yeah. But um, I I would say that it's important to consider. You know, for me, I have I have pizza every week. Are you kidding me? I love pizza. I have ice cream. I don't think that's bad, and I'm not going to shame myself for it. I think the important thing is I'm real, and um, food is made to make us feel were, yummy. If you were running and working out every day, though, that would have... It's, it, I have yeah. a lot more calories to work with because I'm right. active. Not to say that now I can... You know, I don't really... I try not to reward with food, per se, but I would say that you have a lot more wiggle room when you are active. Your body wants to create things. balance, and if you give your body more to have balance with, mm-hmm. you have more wiggle room. Yeah, and I think... I'm not going to not have yummy things. I'm going to change how much I have. I'm not going to eat a whole pizza. I could do that in college, but I was running a lot more too. But I, I could have down a whole thing. But now I'm like, no way, I couldn't do that. But I think I, I don't have to have a for whole those, pizza. For those, for those listening, 
You should have seen the look on her face when she said, in college, I could down it. I you, could down the whole means, thing. I, I mean, know you down that whole thing a lot you know, in college. I was challenged. You know, what can I say? But I don't think it's unhealthy to have, you know, not that I would. I don't binge. I don't think that's a really good thing. But that's that's what happens when people restrict so heavily, then they just lose it and they binge. Yeah. It's better to allow yourself some of those things. Like one of the tricks that I use is, okay, if I eat this apple, I can have the three um, Hershey Kisses because I like chocolate. And so I yeah. may, but the time I'm done, because I'm having a sugar craving, you know, by the time I'm done with the apple, I don't even want the chocolate. Yeah. I'm like done with the sugar craving. So maybe you have to kind of trick yourself into having those healthy things, but whatever works, do it. And know? it's important to plan too. Like we have, when holidays are coming up, I know, okay, this holiday is coming up. I'm going to be a little bit more strict leading up to that weekend. Because I want to not care that weekend. Maybe, and maybe true, right? because you're going to leave that room for it. And I think it's really important to, to make that decision beforehand. If you're, yeah. if you're trying to make the decision on if you're going to be healthy over the holidays, during the holidays, when the fudge shows up at your front door, I don't think so. That's not going to happen as well as if you make that decision yeah. beforehand. So it's really important, I think, to do yeah. that. Well, awesome. Thanks for being here. You're I welcome. hope everybody had a great nuggets of something that you can do right now, whether it be start logging now or start putting the higher quality things in just one area i think there's lots of things anybody can do right now that's not going to cost you any more money than you're already spending it's not going to feel extreme or overwhelming and it's not going to flip your schedule upside down i think you threw down a lot of great tips for people to make little improvements yeah. right now that will make a big difference so Thanks for joining. You're welcome. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Healthy Living Podcast. Be sure and check the show notes for resources or links that we mentioned in the show. You can also find them on my website at blonderunner.com. B-L-O-N-D-E-R-U-N-N-E-R.com. You can also find me on Instagram at theblondrunner with an E and Coach Laura Erickson, and that's L-O-R-A. Before you forget, I hope that you will um, follow this podcast and like it so you don't miss an episode. Also, it really helps if you leave a review so other people can find it um, and share it with your friends. Until next time, live well.